Happy Money Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Podcast. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. I am incredibly grateful that you're joining us for the first time. The outcome that we're after on each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as we cross paths with to inspire and to help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How we go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. This week's featured guest is a visionary, public relations entrepreneur, global connector, strategic coach, best-selling author, Justin Breen. Justin is the founder and the CEO of public relations firm Brepic Communications. Since 2017, he has been transforming lives and businesses by connecting every visionary investment, abundance mindset entrepreneur, and sharing their stories with the world. Brepic's clients have appeared in New York Times, NBC Nightly Daily News with Lester Holt, CNBC, US News and World Report, On Air with Ryan Seacrest, USA Today, Fox News, Cranes New York, Forbes Magazines, Billboard, The Associated Press, Huffington Post, and numerous other media outlets across the country and world. In this in-depth conversation, which I'm extremely grateful for, you will learn how to embrace your weirdness and creativity to be able to make an impact in the world today. Being called weird may have been an insult where you were in school, but if you are called weird now, understand it as a compliment. It is easy to want to fit in with everybody else, but your unique traits and capabilities give you the power to stand out from the crowd and carve out your own lane towards success in your career, your business, and in your life. Stand by for a quick message from our co-host, Wes Bays, and let's go ahead and dive into today's show. Now, before I bring on our guest, I want to ask you a quick question. How would you like to get access to free training live with Chris and myself every single week? If that's you, here's what you need to do. Go to Facebook and like our Winject Facebook page. There you're going to see more content from us in general, as well as gain exclusive access to those live training sessions on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, where Chris and I are talking about extremely important topics in business, sales, and personal development. You can't find this content anywhere else, so make sure you follow that Facebook page today. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on our guest. I'd like to welcome Justin Green to the show. Justin, welcome. Yo. What up? It's early morning in Chi-Town right now. I know that thank you so much for you know, jumping on a little earlier than you typically wouldn't. I know that, you know, any day to an entrepreneurship, any day to ends in why we got to move, but morning time is always best for me. And I know I feel like I'm in, in the future <laughs> because yep. I'm all the way in London and it's midday for me, but looking forward to, you know, really going into detail on the background behind Justin and obviously Brippick in the book you have and all the things you've done and interviewed some major players in entrepreneurship yep. you, from our conversation. I was very grateful for our conversation. I think it was a few weeks back and I wish it could have been longer. It's the only bad side about it. That's how much in detail we went into. It was just really fun. It's going to be a really fun episode. I appreciate coming on. Yeah, once you find the right people, it becomes a big, small world. And really what my company is, is just tens of thousands of the right people. And it just keeps growing every day. So it's and when you meet the right people, you immediately know. So that was my, you know, reflection from our first, uh, you know, conversation is immediately knew you were the right person. Right. And that's true. I mean, I guess for the people that we've met and interviewed Wes and, you know, and on the Win Win Effect podcast and Wes goes on other shows, I go on other shows, but the, 
the circle is really small when you start meeting the right people around you. And I guess when you're putting out the right frequency and whatnot into the marketplace and just we're all connected, man, in some type of form or fashion. I'm even went from our conversation, like, who do you not know that I know? <laughs> so, right. like, it's just like, it makes it difficult to like introduce people to, I mean, we haven't, I haven't really sat down with the business development team and figuring out what's the best way to do a lot of intros. Like, Hey man, there's someone that I've interviewed and you don't know, and you would like me to do, introduce you more than welcome, but I'm looking forward to this. But for the most part, if, if someone that really doesn't know much about you, and it's kind of hard these days with the circles, you know, we're kind of going into in, you know, the in-depth conversations and there's so much you've done in your past. I mean, how do you kind of describe yourself to people that maybe just don't know what you're about and what you do for a living? Yeah. So in terms of connecting people on a global level and getting people news and uh, at the highest level, global level, there are very few people in the world that are better at it than I am. And I'm useless to society besides that. So right. love that. Love that. A lot of people there are. They shy away from that. <laughs> I'm the opposite of that. So yeah. uh, I know I'm terrible at almost everything. And uh, so that's the opposite of arrogance. Arrogance, you know, means you think you're great at everything. I'm actually terrible at almost everything. But mm -hmm. in terms of connecting people and getting people news at a high level, I'm superpower genius at the highest level. So that's just confidence. And that just attracts other confident people. I find that sometimes in conversations, and I'm very similar to this, and I want to—I don't want to just ignore this comment because right. it's something that a lot of people, I guess, they shy away from. When you be when you separate yourself from good to great to phenomenal, right. other people seek you out and they think, "Hey, the best in the game at this." They think of you, right? right. And that's why I'm—I'm I'm really. This is an important conversation, and I really hope the listener is going to really catch on to this. When did you make that shift and start saying, okay, I'm the, one of the best in the game at this? So people, um, I genuinely believe that people are born with one, two, or three superpowers. Um, mm -hmm. I think the difference between me and, uh, and the highest level entrepreneurs and then just what everybody else um, is that uh, everybody else doesn't discover what they're good at or if they do discover it they don't actually do anything about it they don't do what they're good at and what they're and what why they do like you think that do. is yep so um i've talked to hundreds if not thousands of the top entrepreneurs in the world since i've started my company in the last three and a half years and before that i interviewed tens of thousands of people as a journalist and so when you talk to that many people and at a certain level you see these patterns emerge so i'm a simplifier so right. I simplify everything. And so uh, the highest level entrepreneurs, I have not met one, not yet. So if you know one, let me know that has not overcome or dealt with uh, one of the, at least one of the following four things. So at least one, mostly two or three, sometimes all four. One, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, the highest level of depression you can imagine. Three, the highest level of anxiety you can imagine. Four, likely and or traumatic uh, uh, experiences as a child or young adult. So most people can't handle that. They can't, they can't overcome that. That's why they get a regular job or just that they, they can't do it. So that's what separates the highest level entrepreneur or the highest level Olympic athlete or the highest level singer or the highest level actor is mm -hmm. they can, they can overcome overwhelming rejection or possible bankruptcy or depression or the highest level of anxieties or traumatic experiences as a child. So do you think it comes from a state of mind? 
Yeah, so about 100%. So um, mindset one, network 1A, everything else follows. Nothing matters without mindset. People are like, oh, what are you investing in your company? And, and my company is very profitable. And I'm like, you know, like we're investing in technology. Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm investing in my mind. Right, right. So investing what does that kind of look like for you? Yeah, so I'm in three of the uh, top entrepreneurial organizations in the world. One mm -hmm. is Strategic Coach. Um, if I could only do one, it would be Strategic Coach. That's Dan Sullivan's. Every top entrepreneur in the world is either in that or has heard of that or knows. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm also an entrepreneur's organization. That's a great group for for a lot of reasons. Um, but the network on a global level is very high level. And then I just joined Abundance 360, which is uh, Dr. P Peter Diamandis' group. And so X Prize, people like Elon Musk are mm -hmm. in that. And so it's a so when you're in a room with people like that, then you just become someone like that. Just when you were that. when you were interviewing a lot of people, you know, previously before you launched your company in 2017, mm -hmm. what was the deciding factor for you to throw your hat in a ring in entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I mentioned the one of four things. So my job salary was cut in half. Uh, couldn't find a job. Right. Uh, incorporated April 6th. So that was February 10th, 2017. My salary was cut in half. So couldn't find a job. April 16th, 2017, I incorporated. Over the next six weeks, I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients. So for every one, 999 rejections. Got my fifth client. I think it was like June 1st, resigned June 2nd. And then uh, Robert Feeder is the top media columnist in the Midwest of the United States to the story that it's started my own firm. So that's entrepreneur life. If you can't handle that. And that's just the, that was just the launching point. Right. right. <laughs> so there were numerous. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of peaks and valleys. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about entrepreneurship. They think, yeah, we have to have, you know, corner of the marketplace. You have to have, be good at something, turn yourself into great and be marketable and getting market validation and all this. I mean, that, that's all just this stuff that they tell you, but there's a lot of peaks and value, especially when that's why it's important for you to have a bulletproof mindset that like, listen, no matter, no matter what's going to happen today, I'm going to prevail. I'm going to win and I'm going to win. I don't care. Like whatever it needs to be done is going to happen and I'm going to win. And it's not about you just winning as in financially and being profitable. And that's, you have a very profitable business, but it's about the small wins that need to happen and need to build upon to be able to create a lot of momentum. Can you walk me through some of those types of experiences you had in the very first startup period of, you know, breakfast? Like it's, it's important to talk about for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what my, like people, people are wondering, like, how did you do this? So, because yeah. I didn't know what an LLC was when I started. I didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year. I still don't know what an escort <laughs> means. Like all that stuff, it's just landing the plane stuff. So I knew none of that. So now I have a global company that works with some of the top businesses and brands and top mindset people in the world. How did I do that? That's why I wrote my book. Because again, unlike most entrepreneurs, talk, 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 very little follow through. I just say it, do it. So when right. I say something, I actually do it. Less talk, more action. But it's <laughs> entrepreneur life is not sunshine and rainbows. It's uh, the opposite <laughs> of that. And um, right. now here is the, the dovetail to that is that if you can overcome and thrive in those four things, then you create this life that, that I've created for myself where I only work with the people I want to work and make as much money as I want to. 
have clients mm-hmm. around the world. I do what I like to do and what I'm good at. I see my family whenever I want to. Um, you can go write an international best-selling book. Uh, it's, but with that, <laughs> you know, that requires immense amount of work. And you said it, you know, you build a foundation to create momentum. And it's incremental gains, small little gains. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, and that's what my company did. It went tipping point. It's that tipping point and it just explodes. That's correct. And that's where, I mean, and a lot of people, they're going to shy away from saying, okay, yeah, I'm not just good at what I do and I'm just whatever. I know that I'm great at what I do for a living. Great. I know for sure that I'm great at what I do because the people that I do meet are supposed to be great at what I do for a living. Right. They feel, you know what I mean, there's a different conversation. I mean, they don't need to tell me that well, I'm one of the best in the game of doing this. And I don't want to, it's, it's hard sometimes when I go to explain that to people and I come across very, I don't know, like it's weird, man. They get, they kind of like shy away from them. They're like, Oh, well, you, damn, you feel really good about got yourself. Or yeah, but they baby. don't, they're not those. That's not a good mindset match for you. Because, exactly. So I just send out, you just send out radio frequencies or magnets. So the way I am, I'm just, you know, my company is just a magnet. So it's a magnet to attract. I only partner with people or businesses with these three attributes in their mindset. Again, I'm a simplifier. So visionary abundance investment mindset, visionary abundance investment. So if you ask, what do you cost or charge? You're not a good fit for what my company does. If you're living in cost scarcity, you're not, you're not a good if you're not, you're not a visionary, doesn't look at things as an abundance, then that's fine. That's, but, but the people with those three mindsets, again, patterns, simplifier, yeah. they fit into two, they fit into two buckets. Right. So the first bucket is they're running high six figure to 10 figure businesses. They see their families whenever they want to, and they do what they like to do and what they're good at, or they will be one of those people. They're just not there yet, but they will because they have those attributes. So it eliminates everything else, all the noise and nonsense. You mentioned your business is a magnet. Well, it's also a magnet when people have the right mindset. They're drawn to it. Yeah. I don't need to make I don't need to make you know a lot of big decisions every day. It's the small decisions that lead yeah. me to it and actually are magnetic towards certain things in life. Yeah. That I just find my you, you know how it is. I mean, you've interviewed someone on the, the beautifulest minds in business when it comes to entrepreneurship and really taking themselves from eight to nine to ten and they're so on and on and on and on and on, right? So when you're looking at it that way, they it's a small decisions that need to go, hey, this yep. guy's always done great, or this gal's always done great. They're always going to be great because it has to do with this. There, no matter whatever's going to happen, like what are some of the things that you would like to add to this, Wes, because there's, I'm so excited for this conversation because we're what 10 minutes into this or 12 minutes into this. And there's so much to dissect. You got a hard job today, Wes. Yeah. I, uh, (laughs) you know, I actually want, I want to go into something that you said in the beginning, uh, Justin, when you were talking about when you said it a few times now, you call yourself a simplifier. (laughs) Right. Uh, A lot of people, one thing I realized a lot of people are struggling, uh, you know, into tapping into exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. And being confident in that, right? Because either we feel like we need to be more or maybe we're missing something. Mm-hmm. So I guess I have a double-sided question. At, at what point did you understand exactly, you know, who you are and your strengths? Yep. And and what? how did you go about becoming confident and understanding that this is all you need? You don't need to try to be that other person or like this person or like that person. Excellent questions. Um so let me give you this background first. So I found most entrepreneurs at the highest level, whatever the verticals meaningless. 
So they're, they're usually aliens within their own family, aliens within their own community, aliens within their own vertical. No one understands them. So that is me and my family, me and my community. Within this, this mindset, it was always there. I just didn't, I didn't have the right tribe with me. And then with my own vertical, always was the outlier as a journalist. My, I would write the stories that would end newscasts that people remember, the positive ones. I'd never understood if it bleeds, it leads, or leading with political nonsense. I don't care about any of that. That stuff doesn't, never been interested in that. So I've been an outlier there. So in a constant quest to find people like me, and again, that's the people that think like me that are the outliers, they're the ones that are running the most successful businesses on the, on the planet. They just mm -hmm. are because they're outliers. But so I found those people in those, in those three groups that I was talking about strategic coach, uh, entrepreneurs organization, and then abundance 360. And so specifically in strategic coach, I've, I've learned so many things in that, but the, the biggest one is uh, unique ability, meaning focusing on what you like to do and what you're good at, and then just eliminating it. And so being in that and being around people at that level, it's really helped me simplify things. It's helped me simplify my simplification. I've always been a simplifier in terms of as a journalist, I can talk to someone for an hour and 55 minutes or useless to what anyone cares about, but I can turn blah, 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 blah into a 500 word story that media understands right. and that the public understands and wants to read. So I can simplify. Right. Strategic coaches taught me to simplify by simplification. I love that. A lot, when I was in the military, they have a saying: "It's keep it simple, stupid." Right. <laughs> and have it, you have to keep it simple. Okay, I'm, I'm going to touch on something real quick because there's, I was just much. You talked about you being an alien within your own family and your surroundings and your communities and whatnot. Yeah. I was the black sheep. I was labeled a black sheep in my family years right. ago. Right. No one ever understood me. And there's a lot of people that I've met in my adult life have never met me. Cause I would use emotional intelligence as a way of getting the things that I needed to get on a tactical side. And yeah. before I became a little bit more aligned on who I was in the true essence and the core of myself, right. A nucleus, right. Before I was able to understand my crazy, then that actually helped me out. So if there's people out there and there may be a lot of listeners and they're an alien or a black sheep labeled in their family, what advice would you give them at a yeah. very early age for them to kind of say, all right, I'm okay with being crazy. It's just no one else understands me. What, what would kind of advice would you give them? That's I've done over a hundred interviews since my book come out, came out. That is uh, the best question I've ever been asked. Oh man. Thank you. So, that means a lot coming from you. Yeah. So I'm very direct. I don't, you know, I'm no BS. So because that's, there's, there are thousands, if not millions of people out there like that right now who have no idea why they're like this. They're like this because they're not normal. And they're not, and, and, um, no, I found when you rise to a level of thinking, people that don't understand, try to bring you back down to their level. Of yes. They, they, so, it's like they pull you back down. Yeah. Right. And then they're not, they're, I mean, they are trying to do that, but they're not, they're, they're not, they're just not they incapable of up here, so they try to bring you down here. I don't. I'm. I'm. La I'm flying the plane. I'm not. I don't want to land the plane. I don't mm -hmm. like landing the plane. Questions. It annoys me. That your question was flying the plane at the flying the plane level. So those folks, whether the outliers, the oddballs, those are the ones. Again, those are the geniuses that create. 
they, that create the companies and technology that change the world. So talk to as many people out there as you can, find the ones where you connect with them, and then the ones that don't, then that's fine. But when you find people that are like you, ask them to intro you to other people like you. And so right. it just took me a while to find the right people, but then I found them and then two became four, four became eight, eight became 16, 16 became 32, 32 became 500. Yeah, so you just said that this is, the, this is the book I'm reading right now. So there you go. So there's, a, there's nothing random about that. That's a great book. Um, but there's nothing random about you saying that and me having a book. There's nothing random about it. So the other thing there's is zero coincidences in life. Zero, just to, no. not to cut you off. There's zero coincidences in life. It's a cause no. effect world, but go ahead, please. Yeah. So, um, 82% of business owners do not have a mentor when they start their business. So that's the other answer to your question. Um, I had several, so had, make sure, because when you do start this, this is hard enough have to have some mentors. Right. What advice would you give people to make sure they're attracted to the right people? And that's a hard frequency to be on and understanding that frequency, especially if they're confused at the beginning of starting off. There will be confusion. There's always confusion. There's always ways to simplify. I'm always simplifying and tweaking the the radio frequencies that I send out. Um, wow. I just added the term uh, polymath um, to a lot of my social media Man. handles and descriptions. I saw that word. That's a description. <laughs> I love this. I love this conversation. Cause, holy shit. This guy, I'm telling you, Wes, I told you when I had this conversation with him weeks prior, I was like, man, I'm so excited to just even be around. Cause I understand his crazy and he understands my crazy. <laughs> and I don't even, I don't think completely. it's crazy. I think it's completely so much. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not crazy when we're having a conversation, but it's everyone else listening to this is probably going to be like, no, no, what no, the no, fuck no. are they talking about? Excuse that's, me. So, that, so that's incorrect because what happens is, is that 99% of people will do what you just said. 1% will be like, okay, I understand this person. Then they'll reach out. And right. um, I only care about the 1% or the even 0.1% right. because those are the people that one, have in, they invest, two, they have abundance, three, they're visionaries. So. Right. I just stacked a deck there, Wes. What I did was when he talked about pulling people, pulling people down, I explained it in a way for everyone else to not turn this off to get to the next segment of the show because I just explained it to where, okay, you're not, yeah, we might be not sounding nuts to you and you're pulling us down. But we're, I'm going to keep flying. And I love that what you said just there. And I know, sure, it was in your book. You want to fly the plane, not land a plane. What does that really mean to you? Yeah, so um, I get a lot of questions like, oh, what do you think about PR Newswire? Or what, like, no, that's landing the plane. So mm -hmm. flying the plane is the, the, the visionary thing. The world needs more integrators. Thank God there's more integrators than visionaries. Mm -hmm. But I'm just I'm just flying the plane up here. Um, I'm just doing what I like to do and what I'm good at. Um, my Colby score, um, I know you guys both took it, so thank you. If someone hasn't taken the Colby score, I, it's the top. It's the Bible strategic coach, but it's the top like entrepreneurial test. It's not your personality. It's your brain strengths. But mm -hmm. So I'm an 8671, and uh, 1 is my implementer. That's the lowest of lows. But people with... My implementer skills, meaning like I can't build anything or make a puzzle. 
but we're just looking off into the future. So I listened to some of my podcasts from two or three years ago. The stuff I was saying then is happening now. I didn't, it wasn't happening then. I was just saying it and now it's happening now. So people with my implementation lack thereof are futurists. And so that's what, that's what it is. It's like the seeds that I've planted since, even since COVID happened or in all of 2020 with some of the top entrepreneurs in the world, it's going to be incredible what fruit that yields Mm-hmm. a year from now or two years from now. So that's what it means. It's like living now, but also understanding there's a much bigger and brighter future. Right. And you understanding that about yourself, it makes it easier when you do put yourself in those situations later because you're going to feel like, okay, I'm supposed to be here because I put this out and it's attracted. I'm attracted to it. And that's yep. the only reason why it's here is because I've been, I put in the hard work. Talk to Talk a little bit about that. Because a lot of people, when they talk about, yeah, frequency and being grateful and all that <laughs> stuff, but I'm talking about like the actual brain wavelengths of actually putting out those types of frequency of being around. Because there's a, a lot of conversations that people could have with someone that never even be in the conversation. Yep. And that's something that we're, and that's why I was so excited about this episode because I, I, I'm, we're on that wavelength of understanding. And we, there are certain things that I'll say to you that a lot of people won't catch. Yep. I mean, you, like you see me nodding my head a lot because I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm, ding, 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 right. ding. Yep. How, and that's where my Colby says, when you asked me that, I, I couldn't remember my score. I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but even talked about in the Colby score that I'm able to explain. You're a 5473 West yeah, is a 7392. Right. So I'm able to explain I'm the bridging. I'm bridging the gap of crazy and normal <laughs> and explaining that to pretty much anyone. Right. And, and then I looked back at the test and I'm like, well, damn, that makes a lot more sense of me being able to communicate my vision or their, what I see their vision should be and what they're actually capable of actually achieving in their life. A lot of people there don't, cause I look at people not for where they currently are, where they are in the past and the decisions and choices and all that shit. I don't look at them for that. I look at them from where they currently are and what they should be if they're able to apply what I'm going to share with them and they'll go, how is he able to predict the future? I'm not able to predict the future. I'm just able to look back at your choices and decisions you made previously, pick out how you go about making decisions and then re-anchor certain emotions and certain triggers when it comes to you making different ones and making a bigger impact in your life. Yep. Walk them through exactly what I just explained because I'm pretty sure it comes across to with 90, 99.9% of the people fucking nuts. Yeah, so 99% of people um, will, maybe not 99, but 98, 97%, they're not going to, they're going to be cause scarcity. Mm-hmm. There's the two or 3% that are going to visionary abundance. There's a very, very small third group, very small, that they're on the fence. Then they'll hear a conversation like this and the, the light switch will go on. Mm. And um, so what you just said is you explained. Okay, so I'm a simplifier. That's why I asked if that You question. explained that if people understand how their minds work and how they can – I just posted this the other day. I treat my brain like a muscle, so I'm always giving it exercises with – high-level podcasts or tutorials or reading books like The Compound Effect or Bold or Entrepreneurial Leap or what. It's a, it's a muscle, so I'm always strengthening that muscle. And so what you just said is 
if people strengthen their mindset muscle first, everything else is a byproduct of that. So knowing your mind is the key to knowing everything. Yeah. So you talk about strength, talk about strengthening the mindset muscle. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cut you off. And I want to ask this question. What are the best ways for an individual that doesn't think like the normal people, the ones that live in an abundant way of thinking, what are the best ways for them to continue to keep strengthening the muscle, like podcasting, books? I'm not, I'm not trying to like put yep. words in your mouth, but what are some other ways other than the obvious of strengthening the mind? One, making heavy investments in the top groups like the ones I mentioned. Those are not mm-hmm. costs. Those are good investments. All those groups, when you add, add everything up, are well over five-figure investments, good investments. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Two, instead of watching TV or Sports Center or whatever it is, uh, put on a Dan Sullivan thing on YouTube. Or mm-hmm. when you're running, instead of listening to a concert, put you know a good podcast like this on there. I have, um, I didn't, it's just here, but like, so I have books like this just lying around in my house. They're all over the place. So like, if I get bored, I just pick it up. I swear to God, we're separated at birth. I swear to God. I don't know what happened. Like it's, I love it. They're just all over my house. So I don't, I never finish these books because I just read what I need to read. I don't, it doesn't, no, that's meaningless. Um, it's just getting stuff out of it. So they'll be in my bathroom. They're all over. They're just all over the house. Um, So that's, you just ignore the nonsense and you just focus on building your brain muscle. I find when I go to, when I, I, you picking up a bunch of books, I I list, I'm, I'm dyslexic. So I would, when I would go to read, like all the words would go together, but I was never diagnosed until a little bit later on. We're about high school. And they were like, I was so good at sports that my teachers and coaches are like, well, you can't put him on Adderall, can't put him on all this other <laughs> stuff because you know that's what he's great at in sports. So I just went through and coasted through life. And then I got then I started realizing that hey, I'm actually really freaking smart. Right. I'm like, wait a minute. So when you talk about books, like listening to books for me was well, that was a huge shift right. for myself. I would never get to that. I would I would have to force myself to try to get to the, like the maybe the last little piece of the book. I'm like this is I've lost my interest. I already got what I needed. And I'm going to implement. I already need. Already already ha, already learned what I could learn out That's of that right. book, and yep. I'm able to move. Yep. A lot of people are still talking about the book club and all this bullshit. I'm yep. already moving, man. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Like, okay, so I'll simplify that if you want me to. Please. So okay. So my cold. Uh, let me. No, that's not going to simplify it. Okay. So most people are blah 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 blah. No action. No action. They don't actually do it. So I'm the rare, and my Colby score confirms this. I actually have high quick start, boom, 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 and high follow through. So say it, do it. Yep. Say it, do it. So you just say it, do it. Mm-hmm. You actually do it. That's right. the difference. Right. And from it's from the result I get from saying it and doing it. The results that I get, I get faster results or higher results because I'm able to learn from my own mistakes. It's and all about results. Right, it's exactly. Yeah. I'm results-driven. And I'm going to touch on this because Wes, and I'm pretty sure if I'm not going to read his mind, Wes, we, we all share this. Wes, I've, I've talked about with books with Wes, and Wes was like, well, I never finish it. I never get this. He'll just keep going to different books, and he'll read probably – how many books are you reading right now, Wes? Probably like five. Yeah, there's always there's always multiple. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, it's, it's uh, because I, that's how I and I teach this all the time. I tell people it's about what you get out of it. It's not mm-hmm. about just it's not about how many books you can read. It's about what you actually absorbed and took that's in correct. and and implemented. And so um, one thing also just to kind of pivot a little bit on that, because um, kind of getting what you need, a lot of times getting what you need also involves you removing certain things from your life, right? Removing layers, removing, yes. you have to remove layers to make room for new ones as well, yes. like yes. negative to, to attract positive. Yes. Yes. I want you to really touch on this, Justin, because I think a lot of people, a lot of times they're getting in their own way. Yep. And it's not, it's not because they're purposely doing it, it's because they're subconsciously doing it. Yep. And there's also other motivating factors, whether it's family, not understanding them because they are the black sheep, whatever it, case mm-hmm. it might be. How important is it that someone strengthens themselves emotionally right this is part of the mindset piece emotionally and also understanding when they need to detach emotion i hope that question makes sense in order for them to make the right decisions good question yeah yeah so uh yes that's definitely uh it's important so because i have not met one of the highest level entrepreneurs that has not overcome or dealt with one of those four things i mentioned before the key is that you, and I'm more than comfortable talking about, it, is that talking to someone about those things, whether it's mentors, whether it's folks within your network, whether it's uh, therapists, whether it's your spouse or partner, um, I've relied on all of those um, because, you know, this life, this life can be all-consuming and without the right mindset or the right, you know, group to support you, it can spiral very quickly. And so, um, my wife is the exact opposite personality as, as, as me. So she is, uh, she's a pediatrician. So she's rules, community, love, caring, kindness, order. What I whatever all that stuff is, and then I'm action. Go to the third door to get in. However, you get it, whatever visionary way I could do, just get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And so she she balances me out. And then our kids are um, our our sons are eight and six, so they have an interesting mix of brains. Um, they have my fearlessness, action, and then they have her kindness community and order so it's an interesting mix but you know the key is you know family is family is first it's not a detachment but whatever that family is for you your detachment find your detachment because if you're plugged into this all the time it's not you can't really grow if you're plugged in the whole time you have to detach yeah yeah so right i i've found in my growth and found in some of the, even some of my failures where I did fail, I wasn't get, I wasn't trying to tap into all the areas of my life where I needed to put forth the right effort because sometimes when I was, I'm so, I wouldn't say results driven or career driven or whatever, it was success because success is just someone else's interpretation of what actually joy is or whatever their achievement is. The way I look at it, I was so driven on this area because I, I was burning so many wheels, yep. explaining my freaking crazy ass vision. I, I stopped sharing that vision mm-hmm. with people because it 
they 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 didn't have the right mindset to even understand it. Right. What advice would you give someone that's maybe struggling, trying to, I guess, communicate their crazy or their vision to someone else? And if they're having a hard time doing that, do they stop? Do they, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 what, no, no, what do they do? No, 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 no. There's, so there's the word, even though I just about to say it, it doesn't exist to me. Failure doesn't exist. It's not a word. You're only, right. you're only either winning or learning. You're not there's no failure. Failure's not. So it's um I reached out to five thousand people to get my first five clients. Mm-hmm. Whatever's gonna take. You just there's there is no there are there are no excuses. If you can't if you cannot again, if you can't do that, do not become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's this is not this is this is this eliminates that. Yeah. You're not going to, you can't, at the highest level, you could have a nice little company, but at the highest level, you can't, if you want to be an Olympic athlete, you have to do whatever it takes. If you want to be the greatest actor ever, you do what it takes. If you want to be the best entrepreneur, the best you do, there are no, there's no, you don't quit. Right. No, no. And not, I love this conversation and a lot of people are going to be like, well, this is, you know, dry or it's not really going into much detail. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to explain this to those types of people that think that way. But being successful, whatever that is for you, it's really simple. This is what it is. This is this is all it is. Right. What I mean, so when you mentioned your two sons, and how, by the way, before we get into that, how's a new dog doing? Raising a puppy is much harder than raising. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. So, <laughs> two kids, right? And your wife's completely polar opposite as in, but you definitely have the yin and yang and complete yes. in that type of sense, right? Yeah. And yeah. your kids are, you know, they take your genius and some of her genius and some of the things, and that's what the beautiful part about. It's really uh, nice. It's really love that. Yeah. And, it might, and maybe this might be selfish for me asking this question. I have a young daughter. Wes has a young daughter. So say, for instance, a lot of people, when they go, I have a child, like, oh, they get that for me, or this person gets this for me, or they get this for me. This get, they did. That's limiting beliefs, man. <laughs> right. You're just projecting your own bullshit onto, you know, you're wanting them to be a certain way. What advice would you give a father or a parent? <laughs> Okay, so I mean, again, nothing random about that question because it's very appropriate. So here's the here's one of the books I'm reading to my children right now. So this is the Navy SEAL that mm-hmm. killed bin Laden. This is my kids are six and eight. This is about the soldier that fired a bullet into bin Laden's head. So here's the autograph to Jake and Chase, and then it says, uh, never quit. So these are the messages I give my children. Uh, My eight-year-old, he started his first business when he was seven. He was, uh, they're in school, knock on wood, still. Uh, He was walking to school with me a couple weeks ago, and he's like, oh, I'm so bored. I'm like, well, yeah, of course you're bored. You're being taught by people that have zero entrepreneurial instinct or skill. So I'm like, just learn how to read and write and math. He's, He's a good student. I'm like, but then I'll introduce you to people that will expand your brain. So again, one of these groups I'm in Abundance 360, which is a very big, very big investment 
very big investment, but it's not a cost and it's an investment. So we had, uh, uh, I was on the call again, usually 99% of the folks in this, in Abundance 360 are running 10 million to $10 billion businesses. They let a whack do like me in there because of my mindset and network are at that level, if not beyond. Um, so we had the top geneticist from Harvard and they were talking about the technologies coming very soon. That'll allow people to live to 200 and 250 years old. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm telling them, and then, so my kids just sat in my lap and we watched that and it was live. That's a real education. Right. So, and, and I have a couple of different questions that bounce around. You probably see the gears moving and I'm, like I said before, I'm trying to explain this to the people that are actually are tuning I in. I can hear the gears. I can hear the. Right. Boom, boom, boom. And my here's a, and I, how do you feel about Montessori school? I guess that's my first question. How do you feel about that type of school? And I, yeah, it, my brain doesn't even. I don't. So like that's that's my wife's like my my wife. Okay. That's perfect. Okay. You no, answered no. the way that I wanted you to. Okay, so no idea. That's your way of that's other people's way of trying to explain it and, and actually trying to focus on developing the brain and developing you know strength. I focus on what I'm exceptionally good at, and my wife is yeah. exceptionally good. She just sure does. does what she's exceptionally good. Right. So say for instance, we talked about let's talk about single parents for a second, and someone like us. And say, for instance, you know, God forbid something ever happened and you became oh a God. single parent, oh right? God forbid. What would you, how would you go about being the best co-parent possible with molding your kid's mind to make sure that they're going to be able to manifest anything they want in their life? Yep. Um, I would, I would tell my children, uh, just find out what you're good at and what you like to do and focus on that. Make a life out of that. I didn't say a career, make a life. Life. And, um, yeah. and then, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, again, there is no failure. Um, my kids are very, uh, I'm very kind of free with them. And so helicopter parents is not the solution. I'm pretty much the opposite of opposite of that. So, right. What is the opposite? Yeah. So that's, uh, having my kids sit on my lap and watching, you know, the top geneticists in the world talk about, uh, yep. ding, 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 exactly where I was going with that. So I'm, I, my way of, exactly. About, you know, so. I freaking yeah. love this, man. Wes, would you like to, I mean, goodness gracious, there's so much there just from that little piece of what he's talking about. Right. Well, you, you know how, how I would simplify it. It's, uh, it, a lot of parents are trying hard to raise great kids and they're not really focusing on themselves being great and, hmm. and doing what's doing the things that they're really good at. Like Justin's talking about, and they're trying to control the environment too much in a sense because it's manipulated. It's not genuine. Right. Uh, and that's really my biggest takeaway from that is focus on being great and then just be the role model, the true role model for your kids and lead them that way and expose them to these environments because you're exposing yourself to those mm -hmm. same environments. Right. Cause what people are good, what tend to be good at it, they get a lot of joy from. Yeah. This is just fun for me. None of this is work at all. Exactly. And that's, that's my next point. And that's kind of where the transition I want to make with the show and this episode for the listeners. If they bring some joy. So say for instance, if people are trying to find what they're actually good at and actually dedicating all their ability and time and effort into becoming great. 
what are some maybe some key indicators for people to say and maybe pay attention to bring some joy and good at and actually you know monetizing is easy part we, i mean we can go into that later but what what advice would you give someone that maybe just brings them joy or good at it and how where should they take their focus on becoming great at you know there's a simple exercise pretty simple you write down um just, you know, take an hour, write down 30 to 35 things that you do every day. Whatever it is, the smallest detail, um, work-related. And then cross off all but two or three and then craft a couple sentences about those two or three things. Beautiful. And I love me. I love – I can ask him questions all day long, Wes, because it, he's going to keep it simple. Yeah. And I, got, and I can frame it any other way. And I've, <laughs> and I've done it any other way for anybody listening, tuning into this show. And I'm trying to talk, I'm trying to talk to every single person that is tuning into this. There's a lot of listeners that tune in. We're so blessed to have so many listeners that, you know, definitely like not just listen to the first piece or whatever. They listen to the whole freaking episode and right. just having great fans and great people that, you know, tune into the show. And I, I appreciate that. But when you're going to, when you're going to a lot of other shows, what are some of the level of questioning? I mean, do you do you kind of vet them out? Do your your team do that? The ones that wouldn't potentially wait, with the ones that would potentially waste your time. But that's a super interesting question. Um, so I subscribe to the Steve Sims theory about podcasts. I love that guy. <laughs> I adore Steve. Um, so Steve is a self-described podcast slut. So his two qualifiers for doing a podcast is, is it a podcast and is the host alive during the podcast? <laughs> so that is my qualifications for doing a podcast. And here's why. So I can validate what I'm saying. A lot of people just talk. I have a high fact finder. So I actually like to know what I'm talking about. So... Podcasts are replacing mainstream media in terms of relevance and importance. And so I've seen that from a firsthand perspective because of book and just being on podcasts since I started my company. And then I see it from a client perspective. So three reasons why Steve knows the fourth, but I haven't seen it long enough to know the fourth. But one, the hosts are always almost always entrepreneurs. So they understand the entrepreneurial brain. They're not journalists. So they will ask questions that it, Journalists would just, they just wouldn't ask. Two, you can do a deep dive on someone, 30, 45, 60 minutes. So you really get to know not only the guests, but the host. Three, you already said it, but I'll say it. So the audience, although a lot of times isn't necessarily as large quantity wise, it's a far more qualified audience. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm guessing a normal person for the most part is not going to listen to that. Or they're, 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 they might think they're normal, but they're really not normal. So uh, two, th three visionary wackadoos talking, a normal person is probably not going to listen to that, but someone who is a visionary wackadoo will listen. So then the, the fourth reason that Steve says is because he's been doing podcast interviews longer than me and he's a podcast slut is that you can do a podcast interview three, four, five years ago. There's zero audience then, but then they interview Obama and then it becomes huge and then people binge listen. And then three, four, five years later, they reach out to you because they were doing on a podcast that at the time had zero listeners. Right. 
<laughs> I got so many questions right now from that. Is that why you don't have your own show? You just want to go on other shows? I do not have my own show because I don't want to create a conflict of interest with my clients where I'd have to interview my clients it. for the podcast. All right. I love it. I, I literally love interview people all day, all day. Right. You know that. You know that. I, I love, like, from from what I hear here is that you're always thinking to the the effect of what you do, the mm -hmm. impact, and then the future impact. It's a long that. play. It's a long. Yeah. Play. It's always it's always a long play because at some point the long play is now. Is you know you're oh, getting now that that you there just hit it. That's it. That's that's the um. So how my brain works is blah, 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 blah. But if something is super profound, that's what it is because it's just a long play. And the future that is now was talked about two, two and a half, three years ago. What I, that's what I mean. And so, um, and then 2020 for me, has been global growth. So every day since January one before COVID, I say global growth, global growth, global. So five times a day minimum. So, Clients around the world, now in three of the top global entrepreneurial groups in the world. This is a global podcast. I talked to more. I, my company joined the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. I talked to more people outside the U.S. than the U.S. Mm -hmm. So the future is now. The now is the future, whatever you want. It. That's, that's what it is. So I'm living now, but also two, five, ten years from now, because I know the seeds planted now will lead to amazing fruit. No, but you don't have to live in an anxiety because. No, because I know it's. In the present. Well, and correct. And what I've seen now from going through the business cycle and knowing I talk to these type of people, it leads to this. I do this, it leads to this. I do this, it leads. And there's against when you, once you keep the momentum going, as long as you keep the momentum going, talk to these type of people, it leads to this. You talk to these people, it leads to this. Yeah. It just, Finding that's the result. The right. So now I know you talk to people like this, it leads to this. I know that. I don't think that. I know that. So it's mm -hmm. once you know that it's limitless possibilities. Yeah. What do you typically go about doing when you have someone mention something to you that you haven't really investigated or spent enough time? Like maybe oh, that's a really good question. Wow. Okay. So because my Colby, I have high quick start and high follow through. I say it, do it, say it, do it. Mm -hmm. Said I was going to write the book, did it in 43 days. Said I was going to join Abundance 360, joined it immediately. Said I was going to join Strategic Coach, joined immediately. Said I was going to do EO, joined immediately. So someone says something at a certain level, I will look into it. And if it's right fit, do it immediately. Don't wait. Just do it. Less talk, more action. Um, as long as it hits my threshold, I'll do it. Right. I'm, I'm, I have one, one quick so question. With on that. That. So aligned with that. Go ahead, Wes. That, yeah. that was great answer. Great Absolutely. Answer. So on, on that same exact topic, um, how do you, do you ever have times where, uh, where, you know, say you do, you look into whatever that is, but say it triggers you emotionally, right? So whether that is maybe coming from a scarcity, potentially from a scarcity mindset or something that that's triggering you there emotionally, uh, do you have something like that happen? And, and if so, how do you deal with it? Yep. So again, strategic coach, can't recommend that enough. Um, best investment I've made in my company. So the big thing they have is called gap versus the gain. Gap versus the gain, not living in the gap, living in the gain. So when that gap comes in and everybody goes into the gap, but 
when the gap goes in, you just think of the gain. And it's again, it's treating your brain like a muscle. So if you just keep doing your brain push-ups, living in the gain, then eventually that mindset becomes basically indestructible. Mm -hmm. And so again, when you can handle overwhelming rejection, overwhelming nose, then you just build up an immunity to that. It's an immunity. And then your mindset is a, it just blocks all, it blocks the negative people trying to pull you down. It just blocks it. And then you just rise up with the magnetizer, the rest. I feel that with this COVID and I'm talking about myself just for a second and I don't want to be selfish to the listeners, but I want, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to ask this question because it goes with everything you're saying. This COVID has actually made my mindset indestructible. Right. COVID has been the best thing that's happened to a, a lot of people. It's been I, the greatest opportunity ever. And I, th I think it only be for the people that have actually put in the work prior and I've studied a lot of human behavior to psychology behind, you know, all the shit works. Right. And right. I put in all that work, but at the time when COVID should happen, like I don't really put, spend a lot of time like strategizing and putting on all the measurement. No, man. Like I, I know what I'm good at. I know what my zone of genius is and I'm staying within those channels and I'm going to knock the fucking cover off the ball. Right. So whatever comes in my way, I'm going to run up. Either you move or I'm going to run over you or you mm -hmm. can come with me. That's the way my mind works right now. What's the best way for me to explain that? Or should I <laughs> not even try to explain it? Well, what you just said will attract the people that think like that. Okay. Many will attract other. We will roll you over if you don't join us. I'm telling you. <laughs> this conversation <laughs> is so good. Well, I mean, I, don't, I know that we're going to try to be conscious of the time and, and whatnot moving forward with this, but there's just so much. And you talk about the gap versus the gain, okay? The gap and the gain. Let's talk about the gain just for a quick second before yep. Wes kind of like goes into detail with this because I, I see his gears moving too. <sighs> like the gain. So the gain, is it a, a huge gain or is it the small gains to pay more attention to? Or the end result of actually what could happen over time can be any of those gains um, okay as long as it's gaining one percent or whatever moving that needle can be incremental gains it could be you signed a new client it could be you spend a great day with your kids it could be a hug from your wife it could be right. when it doesn't whatever that's how i make decisions you just explained how i make decisions if it doesn't get me to the outcome i'm not doing it right Simplify. It doesn't. If it, I, 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 that's the only time that I strategize and I measure and reassess. If it's not going to get me to the outcome, I'm not doing it. If it's going to, if it's going to get not get me there faster or slower, and like that's going to slow me up, I'm not going to do it. Correct. Even if it's going to give me a gain right now, as in financially, I'm still not going to make a move because no, overall, no. all it is just that's just something to take me off. Like I guess you would say my course. Right. Oh, I'll go over here because it gives me a little bit more joy. It makes me a little bit more coin, but I don't really give a shit about that. I mean, end of 2018, I'd made more money in, in one year than I'd ever thought possible. And I'd never been more miserable in my life. So right. money after a while just becomes, it just becomes money. So I, I've been an entrepreneur one time and I'm not going to name drop, but he called them shit tickets. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? Toilet paper. Called them shit tickets. Before he goes, before he goes, well, it's going to end up happening. You're going to make enough shit tickets. 
was like, why do you call them shit tickets? Because that's what you're paying for. Just something to wipe your ass with. And that, that's really, this sounds really horrible to say it that way. But I, I understood his crazy when he explained it that way because that's what it end, end up being because it's what someone else's, I guess, way of thinking of what that value is of that piece of paper. As I know what that piece of paper is worth. I mean, sort of, right. I know my value. My 10x in life has nothing to do with revenue, employee count, technology, like none of that. Jesus. So it's 10xing experience in life with my family. You have a good family life. You have a good life. You mm -hmm. have young daughters. You will see that continue to evolve. And then and then uh, 10xing your network on a global level. Because when you do that, you create endless opportunities for your network and yourself. So simplifying again. But byproduct is my company is insanely profitable. And it will continue to be that way because I'm doing this with right people. It leads to this. Proven, yeah. yeah. Just a, it's just a byproduct. It's just going to happen. It's just a result. Happen. That's yeah. all it is. It's just a byproduct. It's you have to be up here to figure out what will be the result here. A lot of people try to put emotion into that, and that's where the anxiety and depression and all that bullshit comes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it does matter. Well, it no, definitely it does, does matter. It doesn't matter. It, Overall thinkers like us are going to make not that. Not an excuse. Right. It's not an excuse. Yeah. Figure exactly. it out. And get rid of the right people who can help you. Right. So that's where, that's my next, my last question I'm going to ask on this. And then we can kind of move on. And I know that, you know, we're try to conserve enough time for the last, like a little bit of this. For the people that, and I mentioned this question and you answered it the way you did. And I, I hope that people really catch on to that yes. way of thinking. If they're very much at the startup or in that runway, before they go to take action and becoming an entrepreneur, dedicating all their time and effort into yeah. great to good, you know, what a phenomenal, whatever. So yeah. for those, and I'm talking about my experience and from other ones that I've actually coached and mentored in the past, the ones that are raging wars within themselves and become a little bit more depressed and having anxiety, yes. they're, they're not strengthening their muscles of their mind and actually developing and honing in on our craft. Right. Let's talk to those those people real quick because that's where a lot of people suffer with anxiety and you know being depressed and not doing the things that actually strengthen them. What advice would you give them right at the brink of depression? And that's where a lot of people are right now in the world. Like, what advice would you give them? Therapy. Talk to mentors. Talk to people who understand you or that you're close with. Right. And the rest of them. If it doesn't get you the outcome, what do you do? I mean, you just you never you just keep going. I don't <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know how to like or get a job. I don't. Right. Again, just there are no excuses here. Exactly. You don't, you don't blame anyone but yourself. There's no blaming anyone. I love this. And and, and sorry for the frame of question of that because I wanted to make sure that everyone understood. I was looking at the end result of what that answer would have been for you. Like go get a job. Fuck. I mean, don't do it. Like, what's don't the point? It. You're putting much. You're gonna. You're killing yourself and being depressed and having anxiety and all this other stuff because you're focusing it. on things that actually aren't going to turn into the byproduct of what you're looking for. It's too difficult for you. Go. I mean, you, either you have a quitting mind or you know an an abundant mind. Like, what what is it going to take for you to finally come to the decision? So, right. like Wes, I mean, I'll put a bond. I mean, it's just been a phenomenal jam-packed episode worth of thanks guys 
Yeah, I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Justin. Absolutely. I think I think the biggest uh, takeaway for people from this is one, well, I understand where you're going, understand what you're doing, first of all, but then align yourself with the with the people that are going to help you get there. I think that's probably been the biggest takeaway is with support, you're able to keep on bettering your mind. You can keep on building that muscle, as Justin says, because sometimes that muscle needs a little help, right? Like when you're in the gym and you're trying to deadlift and you might need a little belt around your waist right to keep your back from giving out you need that support <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh, if anything you know i guess justin from here where where can people go to to look at these different support systems that you've mentioned and is that maybe somewhere that on your website they can find it or what would be the best place for them sure well you feel free to reach out to me on linkedin um i have twenty-three thousand or so followers there use it as a commercial for others but and then there's the the groups i'm in are I'll mention on my, on my LinkedIn site as well. So, All right. Um, as in every answer that you've given, I hope people really take that to heart because you're talking, you're listening to someone that simplifies everything and makes it easy to make the right decision based right. on your needs and wants and desires and whatever you're trying to focus on. I mean, I appreciate Everything that you shared with our listeners, I look forward to many more impactful conversations between you and I and collectively as a unit, as in Wes and whatnot. Is there anything we can do for you in the future? Please let me know. Um, I look at every person that we bring on the show as, you know, a friend for life, you know, and you, the people that I know, people that I know and the people that I'm connected to or whatever that might be. And if we don't know, if you don't know, please let me know and I'll be honored to introduce you for sure. Thank you. I really appreciate this and hope uh, people find value in it. And uh, maybe that's what will go on for somebody. Right. And if it, it could be something just to spark an interest and hit a light bulb, right? And hit those circuits and be like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. I'm not nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not an alien to my family. You know, like, well, maybe I am, but now yeah. I know <laughs> how I can make something happen, you know, from this. So, I appreciate it for anybody tuning in for this. I really appreciate you tuning in all the way to the end. If you need anything from Justin, please reach out. He's an open book on LinkedIn for oh, sure. So I appreciate it. Yeah, epic business. Great book. Go kill it. Guys, keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. Let's just go win, man. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much.